0: Welcome to the Edgy Conversations podcast. Welcome back to another episode here. Uh, I am Dan Waldschmidt. Um, for the time being, I am your amazing host, right? I guess, By the way, there's no plans to change the host unless, I don't know, my, maybe my production team is tired of me uh, getting on the mic and saying loud things obnoxiously. But um, I am your host. As you know, this is about radical help for people who want it. Radical help for people who want it. People who want radical help, radical change, radical ideas, radical growth in their own lives. So whatever you're doing now while you're listening, while you're jogging, uh, running, uh, maybe you're just driving into the office, uh, I I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to be amazing. This is your day. You're working on your destiny. And so, man, what, what could go wrong? Nothing can go wrong. You are in control of your decisions. You're in control of your thoughts. There's nothing that's going to pop up accidentally that you can't handle. You got this. Believe that. Now, I want to tell you a little bit of a personal story and apply it back to something I've been thinking about um, for the last few months. As you know, I do a lot of keynote speaking. It's a big part of where we're pivoting our business in the coming years. Maybe I do 30, 35 events a year. I want to do 60, 70 events. I want to do my own events, put on my own events. Wouldn't that be awesome? I'd hope you come. Uh, I hope you, well, what kind of English was that? I hope you come. I hope you will come when we actually offer some of these events in person. I'm I'm sure you will. But, 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 and and by the way, I'm here in the Meadowlands, uh in New Jersey right outside uh, MetLife Stadium about ready to to go on in a couple hours and, and do a speech. So, I understand the power of words. I I've, I've hired some of the most amazing speech coaches in the world. I hired Patricia Fripp, who is, you know, hands down one of the most famous speech coaches in the world to help me. Uh, Dr. Michelle Mazur, who is amazing by the way. I don't know why these are all women. Maybe it's because they've they've got a sense of a power of words. But um and, and then a few others. I don't want to name all of them. Uh, you know, two two other individuals who've been who've been wildly impactful to me as well. And you, you when you're building a speech, you understand that your job is not just to give information, but to provide an environment where transformation happens. On our website, we often say it's not about an event, it's about an experience. And that's true, because we all go to events. You've got events on your calendar, you've got, you know, appointments on your calendar, calls on your calendar, and those events are usually not something, you know, you get uh, get excited to stand up and cheer about. But you might cheer on a Sunday when your minister or your faith leader stands up in front of you and tells you something that inspires your soul. You might clap. You might cheer. You might hoot and holler because words matter. One of the examples that stayed with me a long time, and maybe this is fresh on my mind because I just had this conversation with somebody a day ago. I was doing business as CEO with some very high-powered attorneys in Washington, D.C. Let me paint the picture for you. Walking into an office on the floor is dark mahogany wood, wide plank wood with a uh, a rug that's been imported from Egypt. You've got this glass coffee table right down the middle of the table, a very trendy sort of place. The mood lighting is set, reset lightings around the table. You've got six or seven of the most high-powered attorneys uh for this particular vertical in what we're doing. And I was invited to this by far the youngest div- individual here, probably 20 years younger. I'm 25-26. Maybe 25, 30 years younger than the the next youngest person there. And I was brought in there as a strategist for a a litigation using some technology to see if we could help our client uh, go to war at a price point that was uh, affordable for them. And so I'm invited into the room. There's these attorneys sitting around the, the table and we're talking back and forth. And we, 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 Uh, we reach this, uh, you know, the kind of the fulcrum of the conversation happens. They're they're like, dude, you're great. And we're so excited that you're there. It's amazing. Thanks for coming in. It's exciting. And, and, you know, they're showering praise on me. Thank you. You just saved us seven or $8 million. By the way, we made a couple million dollars out of that deal It's amazing. And we're talking, we're going back and forth. And someone made a comment. I don't even know what was said but someone said something that was odd to me and I laughed and I just said, dude, that's so gay. And nine out of 10 people, whoever were in the room, uh, also laughed as well. No one even paused. No one corrected me. No one said, what the hell is your problem? Um, everyone just kind of laughed. There was one person in the room who gave me this look. And in about one second, I had this really devastating thought go through my soul, which was like, oh, you misspoke. You misspoke mightily. Little did I know that that individual in the room would go on to become the general counsel or the head lawyer for one of the most powerful LGBT communities in Washington, D.C. Here I was using words that hurt. And it was accidental. See, the way I was raised or the way I grew up, when something was odd or different, you you said something like, oh, that's gay. And you threw around that word, meaning odd is the same thing as gay. And it took an experience in Washington, D.C. for me to realize how harmful and hurtful that word was to that one person. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, you know, it's not that big a deal, dude. The nine out of 10 people laughed, who cares? Well, here's the thing. Some people are offended when I get on stage and I'll say, fuck excuses. Fuck you for making excuses. Some of you might be offended right now hearing me just say those words. I'm not trying to insult you. And I believe I'm not even trying to, uh, get you angry, right? I'm trying to provoke you to take action. My intentions are different. What I didn't realize earlier in having this conversation is the power of throwaway words and the danger that they can create. Here I was using this phrase. I mean, when I was a kid, we used to play a game where you throw a football to somebody and then you try to tackle them. And we called it smear the queer right? Maybe you grew up as a small kid and this this dates me generationally, right? Where now we call that football or tackle the kid with the ball. Can you imagine? We called it by a different name, you know? And I just think about some of these things looking back and we weren't trying. I don't believe we were trying to be hurtful, bad, malicious kids. We took the words that we heard someone else using and we just adopted them. We adopted someone else's words and we were building up inside ourselves this bias, this way of thinking about the world. If it's odd, it's gay. <sighs> can you appreciate how damaging that can be to some people? Can you appreciate how demotivating that might be to some people? I realized in about one second, and a very powerful lesson, That my words had to change. Because I had hurt someone unnecessarily. Now. let Let me bring this party. Well let me say one thing. I never apologized to that guy by the way. I know him. We're actually friends. On social media. And things like that. I don't know if that guy to this day. Remembers that story. Maybe not. But I do. I remember the impact I had. Negatively on his life. So what's the point? Why am I prattling on about this? Our lives are full of choices. Our lives are full of word choices. And we have the power to either provide information or to provide transformation. And I know that sounds like a great throwaway line for a Sunday morning sermon, but it's just another choice. And you might say, I am who I am. And that's just who I am. And everyone around me is going to have to get used to who I am. Get it. Totally get it. Yep. Be your thing. Do your thing but the reality is that you have a chance to change people around you to help people around you to inspire people around you by who you are and what you do and what you say and what you say is one of those key things because some people are listening they're listening for what you're going to say they're listening to the words you're going to use they're listening for the tone of voice and you don't know what they're going through perhaps the biggest lesson the biggest lesson that i've Uncovered, learned over the last few years is that we don't know what other people are going through. People pretend like everything's okay. Maybe that's you, right? Maybe you're someone who's, oh yeah, I'm fine, I'm good. Inside, you're hurting because you can't find that boyfriend or girlfriend. Or you're hurting because, man, you're struggling to make money and you don't think it's ever going to happen. Maybe you're hurting because someone in your life is sick and not healthy and you're afraid that they're going to die and you're scared. And you don't know what's going on in someone's life. And I guess my thought was, if you could make a small change and, and not hurt somebody who's already hurting, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't I do that? Can I be candid with you? And this is not a Dan is amazing sort of analogy. I have, it's a, that scared the crap out of me. When I saw the hurt and shocked expression in that attorney's eyes. I don't think I've ever, to this day, used the phrase "that's gay" ever again, ever, never. One, I saw how clearly I had offended the hell out of this guy, <laughs> and I was like, I never want to do that again. Um, am I perfect? Of course not. You guys, you listen here. You know, I drop f bombs. I can, you know, I just say, say, say stuff like it is. But, but my intentions are not to hurt you. My intentions are to help you. My intentions might be, even if I have to say something mean to you, that it's the thing that provokes you to do the thing that makes you great. It's the thing that takes your game to the next level that allows you to transcend the mediocrity that you're, that you're kind of swimming around in right now. It's intentional. It's intentional. You know, if you, and I've said this before, some of you take me up on it. If you've got a problem that I can help you with, send me an email. Some of you listening to this podcast right now, you know, you've sent me emails, what have I done? I pick up the phone and I call you. It's intentional, it's intentional. So this 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 is a lesson in the power of words. This is a lesson in the power of intention. We often talk a big game. I'm one of them. My whole business is talking, sharing, writing. We talk about, oh, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna change the world. I'm gonna change the world, baby. But then when it comes to changing a few small words, Improving our language, we often struggle. Oh, oh, that's not for me. That, oh, that I, I am. You have to understand, Dan. This is where I'm from. One of the things I realized when I live in, uh, when I moved from Washington D.C. to South Carolina, is I could feel a bit more racial undertones in every area than I did in in Washington D.C. I went to um, uh, seminary in North Carolina. And then after three years, you guys know, you read my book. I I dropped out and went back to Washington, D.C., northern Virginia, and I went to George Mason University and I think George Mason University wins the title as the second most diverse school in the country meaning I mean even if you're white it was like oh I'm Albanian or something I'm not white you know and you're like oh okay so Caucasians were were very much in the in minority it wasn't that you know uh, it was black versus more blacks than whites or you know uh, it was the fact that you know there were black people who were from you know Zambia it wasn't it wasn't a color thing it was it was a country And region of the world. Oh, I'm from China. No, no, I'm from Kuala Lumpur. No, I'm from you know, uh, you know, Algeria. Every single it was it was regional and country, not just. Oh no, I'm African American, and I'm Caucasian. And so, as you know, uh, skinny little white punk, you know, you're 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 definitely in the minority. I I didn't ever think about it. I mean, you know, DC is full of besides the diplomats who are there and all their entourages. It's just, it's just a melting pot of everybody from Asia to Europe, to Africa, to South America. I never thought about, it. I moved down to South Carolina and, you know, it, I felt the, uh, the pressure a little more. It was in small ways, but everywhere, just the way people referred to pe- someone of color, uh, just the way someone would, would 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 make a comment in passing. Very wealthy people, very uh, powerful business people, would make comments, and I would. It, it wasn't outrageous. It was just small ways that I, I would see these undertones there. Now, it's not my job to preach to you about racism or bigotry or anything like that. I, I would do a very poor job of it. <sighs> I just want to share with you kind of a personal thought a couple hours from me going on stage is this idea of words and power and intention. And if we say that we're willing to do whatever it takes to help people, then that means we have to consider this idea of words. And so my challenge to you today is what are words that, that you might want to improve? And the second thing is what could you add? What are words that you could add? Maybe I can instead of, oh, I should. Maybe it's, I believe I will instead of, oh, I'm so stressed out. Maybe it's someone asking you, hey, how's your day going? Instead of saying, oh my God, it's so awful. I've got this. You're saying, I- I'm empowered. I'm empowered. Even if you don't feel like it, you change the words you use. Look, I'm going to have to come back and give this a longer episode and on another day because I'm out of time. But my, my, main, my main thought, my main point in coming to you today was this whole idea about words what are the words you hear yourself using maybe today as you're going about your day it, or, or if you're listening to this at night and you're going to go about your day tomorrow you think about the words you use what are the words you use to yourself what are the words you use to yourself when you're going through something what are the words you use to others what are the automatic words you use to describe how you feel okay guys I gotta go I love you I appreciate every single one of you who downloads the podcast, who's in our edgy, uh, what is it? Edgy Empire of Awesomeness Facebook group. We've got hundreds of people in there now. Um, I'm about ready to share some really awesome things exclusively in that Facebook group. Meanwhile, meanwhile, listen, have a terrific day. Like, go be fucking awesome, right? Go be awesome today. Go take on the day in a magical way. If I can help you with anything, you know, I got your back. And above all, above all, above all, stay edgy, be awesome.